Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a purpose recognition coach, a father and a husband, Mr. Ma Fox Jr. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, man. I appreciate you allowing me to connect with you and rock with you. I appreciate you. First of all, let me start, man. I actually listened to your podcast this morning. Man, let me tell you, excellent work. Excellent, excellent work. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and for those wondering, the, the, what's the name of the podcast again? Because I, I listen to so many. I want you to introduce it. Yeah. So, the, so, so it's become the podcast. It's become the podcast. Um, simple as that. I think uh, if you put Mar Fox Jr., I think something pops up. But if, but if, but if none of that works, I mean, just become the podcast. It should get you there. Sometimes, because sometimes the the, the 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 names of the podcast have to be. Either you got to be really, really popular or uh, I don't know. Sometimes it can kind of mess you up in terms of the search engine. But I think if you put in become the podcast that uh, pops up, I'm putting it in right now just to make sure. But yeah, that's it. Become the podcast. (laughs) Now, during this podcast, you mentioned one of the first statements you made was you're not a life coach. You're a flashlight. I wanted you to talk more about that. I don't. I don't think I'm in any position to tell somebody how to live. So, I'm not. I'm not trying to tell people how to live. Um, you know, people's lives are very complicated, and, and, and there's a lot of le- levels to them. So, to tell somebody how to live, uh, you mean you really you better have your act together. So, I look at myself as a flashlight, and a lot of times when when people are discovering, working to figure out their purpose, working to figure out their identity. There are many, many signs that are available to them. There are many, many signs that are um, in front of them. But oftentimes, we're so distracted by everything that's going on on the outside. And sometimes, in in many cases, many cases, many of us are distracting ourselves on purpose because we don't want to be made aware of what these moments and these emotions are telling us about ourselves. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Sometimes we 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 are distracted by what you know, by society and what everything's going on in society, right? And then sometimes we we distract ourselves and we miss out on the signs that are in plain daylight that that are giving us all the intel to figure out how to level up, how to be successful, how to be um, valuable in somebody else's life. Uh, how, how basically we're missing out on all the, the the information that will allow us to not only help ourselves out help out our families, help out our community, and thrive in whatever industry we want to be in. So I'm just more so telling people, showing people like, yo, this is the sign right here. This sign is telling you this, that, and the third. And, and, le- and one last thing, I know I'm giving you a long answer. Um, what was I going to say? I I can't tell you what your purpose is. Take your time, bro. Take your time. <laughs> I can't tell you what your purpose is. And, 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 I, and so I, I was talking to my father-in-law. He was like, who are you to tell somebody who, what their purpose is? And I say, I'm not telling, I'm not trying to tell you what, what their purpose, what anybody's purpose is. I'm trying, I'm working to get you to establish that. You dig what I'm saying? I think there are probably some, some inventories or some, some like questionnaires that you sign, that you fill out, and then this thing is supposed to shoot you out your purpose. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Or like, you know, like those personality inventory type of things, whatever they, they have those four purpose work, right? Or they may have those for, you know, this is what you should be, this is the career you should pursue. But people have such a broad and vast 
um, ex experiences, have such broad experiences in life, it's so hard to narrow down something without considering just, it's so hard to narrow down what somebody's designed to do, right? Without them really being involved in the process and them coming to that, own conclu that, that conclusion by themselves. So all I'm saying is, I think it's insane or it's, it's like crazy to think that you're gonna like go to some website, punch in a bunch of information and it's gonna tell you what you're supposed to do, right? Because it's not accounting for everything that's taking place in your life. The only way that you can truly account for everything that's taking place in your life and make sense of it is you, the individual, have to do that work. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm just a flashlight. I want to make everything, I want to make the, the what's necessary visible so that you can acknowledge it, hopefully accept it, and then apply it so that you can do something awesome in your life that will hopefully impact the lives of others as well. During the podcast, I listened. You mentioned a gentleman, and I pronounce his name right, Nick Schmidt. Nate is, that, Schmidt. is that how you pronounce it? Nate Schmidt. Yeah. You talked about how he was the one of the reasons that kept you going. So I wanted you to elaborate more on that. Yeah, so I was training basketball players, and I thought that was my I thought that was my my purpose. I thought training basketball players was my purpose. And I think let me let me let me back up. We have two different types of purpose. There is our lifelong purpose. That's basically this is your objective, and you have your entire life life lifespan to do it, right? So there's the lifelong purpose and there's the minute to minute purpose. The minute to minute purpose is, okay, when you get up in the morning with the kids, you, you got to be a, a father, right? But once you send the kids to school, now you got to, and you go to work, now you got to be an employee, right? And all depending on what your job is at work, you might have to be in a leadership, you have to be a leader for the next hour. And then maybe after you get done leading your group, you guys got to go to another meeting where now you got to be a follower, right? So in, in the, throughout the course of a day, we have to fill in these roles that, and we have to, we have our like lifelong purpose. And we have our minute to minute purpose where we got to fill roles throughout the course of a day. So at some point in my life, I thought that my purpose was to train basketball players for a living. And it wasn't my lifelong purpose, but it was my minute to minute purpose. Right. So I was coaching basketball, training basketball players and uh, just having a, just, you know, just, just grinding it out as an entrepreneur. You know, I, I didn't have anybody to, to tell me this is how you run a basketball business. Now there's so many basketball trainers out now. There's so many basketball trainers on um, social media that you could look at somebody's manifesto and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And kind of avoid some of the, 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 uh, the, the mistakes. But for me personally, I was doing all this stuff by myself. I didn't, I didn't know what was right, what was wrong and stuff like that. I didn't know how, what branding was, storytelling, um, I didn't know how to spend my money properly. I didn't know how to um, how to collaborate to save money. You know what I'm saying? Create you know partnerships and stuff like that. I was I, I didn't know. So there was times when I was getting beasted so much on a day to day basis. I was like, I'm done with this, man. I'm getting out of here. But I had a young kid by the name of Nate Schmidt, who um, his spot his parents were going through a rough spell, and so he wanted out the house because they lived close in proximity. So they were always kind of you know, trying to get his attention and, and, and wanting him to be over at Pop's house and then Miles wanted him over here. And, you know, it was kind of just troubling. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a neutral site. I'm going to just go to the General Mar. And so there was times when I wanted to quit, but Nate was there to uh, encourage me to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that if I don't fulfill my purpose, I'm going to let him down. And who knows what he's going to get into and who knows who's going to take care of him. 
So there's, 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 there's a time and a place where, again, you may be going through something and the sign might be right in front of you to let you know, just stay the course, just keep on grinding, just keep on working, stay patient, put a little bit more effort in. And thankfully for me, I was able to see that sign, who, which was Nate. I was able to see that sign. And because of I, because I kept doing that work, as a basketball trainer, that's what got me into inspirational speaking. That's what got me into my purpose recognition work. And on the flip side of things, he's now an assistant at UNLV. I mean, he's had an incredible basketball career. And this dude is super young. So because I did what I was supposed to do, I think I had some, some, some hand or some involvement in what he is now doing, but also because I stuck with it, I found what I feel is my purpose in life, and that is to help people discover their purpose. What was it like when you discovered, when you truly discovered your, your purpose? Dude, <laughs> it, it, it was like the, 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 the skies <laughs> were opening up. <laughs> it, you know, so for so long in my life, I always felt like um, I felt incomplete. I had had a great relationship with my parents. I have a great relationship with my parents. I was fortunate enough to be an only child. So I got all my parents' attention. Um, I was good enough to play basketball in high school and also in college. And so because of that, um, I always had community. And that's a big deal in people's life. A lot, of, a lot At the end of the day, um, community is everything. To just go to a place or go, go to, a, in, to be in the presence of a group of people that get you. That's everything. And, and then I, I you know, get my degree. I'm, I'm working in admissions in college. And so here I am, I'm doing meaningful work. I'm helping, I'm helping families transition from high school to college. Uh, I got great friends, great relationships. Um, everything was panning out. And even as I started doing my basketball training and I was now uh, making money, I was, I was a relatively successful entrepreneur. Um, marriage, kids, all that, I still felt empty. And it was because the identity that I was latching on to wasn't, it was good, it was good for the moment to moment, but it wasn't my, it wasn't the, the identity that I, that, 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 that was going to define me for a lifetime. You dig what I'm saying? So at some point yeah. when I discovered my, my lifelong purpose, when I discovered that identity that I could, that I could, that, that, that that I could kind of embody or express or utilize for a lifetime. Like I can't only train for so long. I can only train for so long. Physically, I can only train for so long, right? But I realized I can help people discover their purpose forever. Purpose is not going anywhere. And once I realized like, like this is what that emptiness was all about, that lack of identity, that lack of confidence, um, that lack of, um, self-efficacy, you know, that, 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 you know, everything that I was lacking was because I did not know what my purpose was. I didn't know what my height, what my gifts were. I didn't know what I was, what I was passionate about. So man, once that hit me, it made everything make sense. And from this point forward, you know, I, I got the fulfillment. I got the confidence. Um, I got everything that you get that comes along with purpose, but what's, what's really empowered, what's really awesome is that decision-making becomes a lot easier. Like once you realize what you're here to do, 
it's easier to make decisions. So now, like, when some people come with, like, these opportunities to do something cool, you're like, man, that sounds awesome, but that's not in line with my purpose. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. I, had a, I, had a, I had a homeboy. I had a homeboy recently. <laughs> and this happens to me all the time because I speak, so people always want me to be a part of their, their repairman schemes or their multi <laughs> And I'm young, and so I look, I look like the perfect candidate for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But my, my homeboy called me. He says, Mar, um, if you got $100 to invest, I can flip it to $800. So I said, I, I said, really? He said, yeah, dude, it works. So he, he break it down for me. And if I wasn't in my purpose, I might have I jumped on that. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, if you don't know who, what your identity is, if you don't have an identity, if you don't have a purpose, you'll find yourself in some spaces that are not built for you. Well, because I know what my purpose is, I'm like, <laughs> thank you, but no thanks. You know what I'm saying? And that's a silly example, but <laughs> it could have been a, a job. It could have been a job that, that maybe the money is really good. And you're like, okay, am I, am I just chasing this buck? And then I'll be miserable. I'll be away from my family. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll like die from the inside out just for a couple of dollars. Or do I need to stay, keep doing what I'm doing? Because over here, I can not only empower myself and fulfill myself, but I can fill a whole, a lot of other people. So again, to, to understand what my purpose is, it's been, it's been everything. Was there a particular event that happened, a moment that happened that made you realize exactly what your purpose was? No, it's been gradual. It's been gradual. I, I, again, as I, I thought my so I thought that basketball training was supposed to be my purpose. So I was I was leaning deep into that, and I was already playing with the concept of purpose. Um, I may I may not have been calling that, but I was definitely leaning to. I was put on earth to train basketball players. That was my, that was my my mindset, my heart set, and my spirit set. That was all. Every I was holistically within to that idea but I wasn't calling it purpose I was just saying like this is what I'm supposed to do with my life fast forward we keep going I started doing inspirational speaking I learned that the moments where I got an opportunity to encourage somebody who's going through you know just a, a rough go at it in a ba basketball court they missed the last five shots or whatever the case may be and then they they needed a pep talk I realized I started getting more excited for the pep talks than the actual basketball work you know what I'm saying and slowly but surely, I started to do more speaking engagements. I, my, my concepts started to crystallize a little bit more. They started to evolve and develop a little bit more. And I realized I'm just not out here, you know, being a positive person. I realized that my, the information that I was giving or the words or the, the, the intel or the, or, the, or, the, or the manifesto that was kind of being uh, communicated through me was about helping people finding their calling. You know what I'm saying? So it was just gradual. It was gradual. I wouldn't say that when I was training basketball players, and even early in my speaking career, I wouldn't say that that was, I was talking all this purpose stuff. I was just trying to be a positive dude, right? Probably talk, I was probably all about the law of attraction. But as <laughs> I got older and older and wiser and, you know, I guess got more clarity. That's when I realized that this is everything that I felt throughout my life. Everything that I didn't feel, the note not being complete, feeling empty at times, um, just not feeling like 
I was, you know, together, it was a matter of me not knowing what my purpose was, not knowing what my identity was. And I realized, like, once I figured out what that was, my purpose, it seemed like everything that I'd been going through started to make sense. And next thing I know, I got this manifesto. And everything from that point forward, it's like everything just kind of came together. So it wasn't, it wasn't one event. It was just kind of like a gradual progression of fulfilling my day-to-day purpose, which allowed me to, at some point, figure out my lifelong purpose. I was listening to the podcast um, today, mm-hmm. and you had this segment. It was one of the most amazing segments I ever listened to. You was talking about the highlight reel. Yeah. And I want you to... I want you to inform the listeners about the highlight reel. So the highlight reel is this idea that before we do anything, before we do anything, especially the things in life that require a little bit of courage, some, some bravery, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, we, we oftentimes, there's a, there's a highlight reel that plays that kind of influences how we'll show up next, Right. And so I, I think I talk about maybe three or four narratives. And one narrative is, you know, there's, there's, there's a box with your name on it. And, you know, some people see that box and they know that in order to get that box is going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult. So they don't even go to the box at all. They don't even go to the box. They let somebody else walk up on their box and take it, right? There's some people that, that they get it. They get it. Um, they, they're on their way and they're marching and they're running and they're going hard. But as soon as they hit any adversity, they abort ship. So you have one person who won't go at all. You have another person who will go. But the second they get hit hard, they, they're like, nah, it ain't worth it. Right. Then you have the third person. They, they actually get it. They actually get the box. They actually get the box. But then they pick it up and they realize how how heavy the box is. They realize how difficult it is to, to, to pick up and they realize how difficult it is to carry. You dig what I'm saying? And so they, they get rid of the box. They're like, no, this ain't for me. But then there's that fourth person, that fourth narrative where they get the box. They understand how difficult it is, gonna, it is to get it. They understand um, how difficult it is it's going to be to keep it. But they, because they understand what, what, what all comes with the, the, the acquisition of this box that's got their name on it, they, they commit themselves to it. And over the course of time, they learn how to carry it. They learn how to utilize it, how to apply it, so on and so forth. And oftentimes what dictates one of those narratives is what you did last. So that's your highlight reel. So that highlight reel that's playing in your head is a product of, you know, when you had an opportunity, did you run away from it last? There was four or five opportunities that took place in your life in the last year. What did you do? Did you run from them all? Or maybe did you start something, but you never finished it because it got tough. So if you got you got you got you got four clips in your highlight reel, consecutive order of you starting towards something, and you it got tough and you and you bailed out. You dig what I'm saying? And then you might have another person that's got three or four clips in their highlight reel. You know, it goes over the span of the last two years. Well, well, they they every time they got something, they can never hold on to it, and that could be relating relationships. That could be jobs. That could be, um, you know, different professional relationships, you know, prof- you know, uh, or personal. It could be anything that you got that you seem to always lose. Why is it? And so now, now next time you go, now you 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 go after something, and it get tough. 
what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about what you did last? Because if you think about what you did last, you know it's only a matter of time before you lose what you, you lose it. But then I just, and I, I know I'm being long-winded, but now you got that person who's, who, who got, the, got the box, who acquired it, and kept it. You know what I'm saying? Now, when it's another big, you know, objective down the line that requires their, their presence, they're looking back and saying, well, the last time, I, last time I had an opportunity to do something incredible, I did it. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to maintain that success. I was able to carry that box. I was able to take it from place to place, so on and so forth. And so the highlight reel is important, man. And that's why we cannot, we cannot allow for uh, fear, um, insecurities. Uh, you can't allow for those things to impact the way you show up. Look, you're not going to always be confident going into every situation, but you have to be courageous. And being courageous means I am probably intimidated. I'm not necessarily the most confident, but I'm going to attack in spite of. And that, and that will empower you, empower your, uh, it would influence your highlight reel and it will allow you to attack the next moment um, in a way that's you know, more productive, aggressive, assertive, decisive, and uh, give yourself a chance to kind of you know, have, a, have a life of excellence Versus a lot a life of the opposite. I'm glad you talked about being courageous because you also talked about parents needing to help their kids be courageous. I wanted you to talk about that some more because I, I found that very interesting because you just doing your podcast, you talked about how we as parents protect our children and that in time and protection may rob them of being courageous. So I wanted you to talk about how we can, as parents, help our kids be more courageous. Man, it's tough, man. It's tough because, again, sometimes that manifesto may not be available to you, so you're doing the best you can. Uh, this is a comedian, Amy Schumer. She says, at some point, at some point, we're going to F up our kids. Like, at some point, <laughs> you're going to F up your kids. At some point, our, our parents F us up. You know what I'm saying? We get into some relationship, and we got some weird habit it probably came from our parents doing something weird. You know what I'm saying? And now here we are doing the same thing. So, but, but a lot of times what, what I've learned about parenthood and I've done it myself is we, we, we deal with our own insecurities. We deal with our own frailties in weird ways. And sometimes is when we see our kids maybe following our footsteps in some shape, form or fashion, we base our information, we base our advice uh, we, we, we base our parenting, our counsel, our counseling on what we did or didn't do, right? So if I was successful at playing basketball, then of course I want my kids to play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Even if the kid is terrible, the kid can't play dead, but I still want my kid to play basketball because that's what I did. I was successful at basketball, but maybe I played another sport and I was terrible. Maybe I was terrible at football, I was terrible at soccer. So now when my kid gets involved in that sport and that's where the kid might be, a natural, you know, he's got natural ability, natural speed, um, natural footwork and all that other stuff. And then that's when we'll start placing these limitations and saying, man, you don't want to play soccer, man. You, this is not going to be fun. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a lighthearted example. There's other examples in life where you, you started off as an entrepreneur. It didn't work out so well. Right. So now when your children decide they want to be an entrepreneur, first of all, you got to realize they got this entrepreneurial spirit spirit from the from the parent right so like this kid wants to be an entrepreneur because you were one 
also, but we don't see it that way. So then we start trying to convince our kid that to be an entrepreneur is really, really tough. It's really, really hard. And we don't factor in the fact that our kid might be a natural businessman or businesswoman. They might have natural abilities in terms of they get marketing, they get uh, public relations, they get uh, they understand networking, they, they understand the, the, the field, whatever whatever field they're in. We don't look at those things. We just look at what our, what we couldn't do, and we assume that our kid won't be able to do it also, and that influences our our behavior. I, I'll tell you one quick story. I got into my father was a DJ. He worked at the bank, but he was a DJ, and. Uh, I think he wanted to do some cool things with DJ. I don't, th- I don't know if it was only a side hustle. I think he, he thought he could do some major things as a DJ. And so I get into basketball training. I quit my job and tell him I want to train basketball players for, for a living. And I had already had some success with basketball training as a side hustle. But I started thinking, if I could, if I could make this amount of money as a side hustle, what, what, how, much more money, how much more money could I make if I did this full time? So I quit my job. Shouldn't have did that. It was, a t- it was a bad idea, but I quit my job. I told my father this, and I don't know if you remember the episode of uh, the Cosby. It's the trailer. It's, it's, the, it's the pilot. And, and, and Cosby's having a conversation with Theo in his bedroom. And Theo, <laughs> Theo says all this stuff. He was like, how come you just can't love me for who I am? Not because I'm a doctor, but because I'm your son. And then he turns around and the people clap. And then Cosby said, you know, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I'm wondering you get these oh, and these. I people. think everybody remember that. Bro, that happened to me in my real, that, that happened to me, man. That happened to me. My father and I, we're watching, so, um, what's his name? Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson had a, uh, he had a, um, a, a home, a basketball DVD. And he had all the major stars at that time. He had Carmelo. Rip Hamilton, Amari Stoudemire, and he had all these guys in the gym doing drills, right? And so my father and I are looking at this on television, on TV. We're having this conversation about me quitting my job to be a trainer. And he says, Mar, how are you going to compete with, with Magic Johnson? Now, Magic Johnson's on a screen with these pros, right? And he's basically saying, you're, you, weren't a, you weren't a basketball standout. You, you, you're not a pro. This guy's got a DVD. How are you going to compete with that? And I was like, but dad, I'll go to your house and train you. Magic Johnson won't go to your house and train you. That's why I'm going to be, you know. And he was like, what? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it was the truth. But the thing is, as I, as I, as I, as I go back, my father was an entrepreneur, and I think he wanted to do some things with being a DJ. And it didn't work out for him. So now here is his son coming along wanting to do the same thing. And he started looking at what he didn't do. And he would start, he start, he was going to, he would start to put that on me. He started to put that on my future. Oh. And he, he wasn't realizing that, man, I may not be the best basketball. I may not have had the best college career, but I did, I, I, I did have a career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I do have some things going for me that maybe you didn't have going for you as a DJ. So let's look at what I got going for me and help me to use that and help me to be courageous, you know, using those things versus don't amplify my fear, amplify my, 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 my courage. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confident. I'm looking at what I got, amplify that 
versus say, okay, your, your fear is this, let me make it even bigger. So that now you're not even thinking about what you can do, you only think about what you can't do. Now all of a sudden, I'm walking away from my destiny. So when we talk about this being parents, sometimes we can't get caught up in what we did or didn't do. We got to look at our kids and be like, all right, you say you want to do this? You got a good work ethic? You're willing to work for it? Okay, the kid working for it every day? Hey, just support them. Because you, yeah. you know, you, 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 we might be afraid that, we may be afraid that our, our child is about to get in this ring and fight. And we think like, man, our kids, my kid's going to get beat up. But you got to realize if your kid is a fighter, they know how to take those blows. They know how to take those hits. They know how to protect themselves. So you seeing somebody a flurry, somebody going crazy on them, but you don't realize your son is a fighter, your daughter's a fighter. They know how to cover up properly. They, they getting, they, they, they're experiencing the flurry, but they know how to absorb those punches and they're protected. They ain't get, there's no damage. You see what I'm saying? Right. You, have to, you have to acknowledge what your child is in the ring. And and, and and from that point forth, just, just encourage them. So, again, I'm, I'm long-winded, man, but... Bro, look, that's... you take your time. Look, I'm, I'm not... We're not on no clock. I want you to get... Okay. <laughs> ...specific, good, detailed answers. And I'm sure my listeners enjoying good, detailed answers. We're not on the clock. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. But, yeah, that's that's the whole courage piece. We got to let our kids... Um, we got to acknowledge our kids for what they are and consider that in terms of how we... Um, consider that more so than anything in terms of how we encourage them. You know what I'm saying? We can't be looking at what we did and didn't do and where we failed and where we succeeded because that that's not that's not always the best route. Sometimes it is. It's all depending on the, the level of success. But even then, you still got to let your people, your kids do their own thing. As do long as it's helpful. Definitely. Do you think people have a fear of pursuing their dreams? Oh, 100%. Bro, <laughs> bro, bro, come on, man. That's a that's a lie. You give me a lie, bro. All I got to do is jump up and thunder it down. Look, man, this is what I realized. I was running one day, so I run six miles. Um, when I when I do run, I run my route is six miles. And as I was running, as I was running, um, I realized that the further you go. You, you become intimidated to run like a long distance, right? Because you know, the further I go, it's going to take that much longer to get back home, right? Now, it seems simple. I equate that <laughs> to dreaming. Here's what I mean. I think we instinctively know the deeper I get into this dream, the deeper I get into this dream, it's going to get scary because... I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to be forced to get into the details of my dream. I'm going to be forced to get into the, 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 um, the, the imagination part of my dream. I'm going to have to get into the, the problem solving of my dream. I'm going to have to get into the, okay, I got to network, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, establish resources and things of that nature. It's like the deeper you get into that dream, the more work you got to do in order to make it come into reality. You dig what I'm saying? And I feel like people are intimidated by that process. So people don't even dream. They don't even dream, bro. And it's like, again, as I equate, as I look at running, I know that the longer I run, it's going to take that much longer to get home. So it's kind of like the dreaming part is, the, is, is getting to your destination. 
the actual game planning of making your dream come to life, that's going back home. And that's where people realize, nah, I don't want to do that work. I don't want to put that work in. I don't want to, I don't want to drive, I don't want to run that far from home. I don't want to run that far from home because I know I'm it's gonna take a whole bunch of work to get back. You dig what I'm saying? And I feel like as dreamers, the deeper you get into your dream, the deeper you get into your dream, it's gonna take even more effort. That's the oh, sorry, the deeper you get into your dream, you're gonna eventually start having to like do some mental work. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you have to do some physical work, some spiritual work, some loving, some, some love work. You have to put some, you don't have to put get your hands dirty. And most people know that to get deep into their dreams is going to eventually get intimidating. It's going to get scary. It's going to get daunting, right? And so that's when people tend to, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm opting out. You know what I'm saying? And I feel, and I feel that's why dreaming becomes, uh, that's why dreaming is so, so intimidating to a lot of people. I hope it makes sense to people, you know what I'm saying? But uh, again, the deeper you get into your dreams, at some point, you're no longer dreaming anymore. You know what I'm saying? Now, once you get deep into your dreams, there's a necessity to start organizing your thoughts. There's a, there's a necessity to start um, thinking about what you might have to endure, what you might have to go through, what you might have to sacrifice, you know, what problems you might run into. And at some point, you gotta come up with some answers. And many people, they're like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to, I don't even want to go there. I don't want to deal with my insecurities. So I'm not, why dream? You know what I'm saying? Because that's where, that's where lives change. When you start dreaming about something, you can change your trajectory, you can change your, your situation, your environment. That takes work. Most people are like, you know what? I'd rather just stay here, man, just roll the dice and hope that I hit the lottery, something like that, you know? So absolutely, 100%. <laughs> and look, I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. Dreaming, <laughs> sometimes we, we, we can, we, some, so we have this thing in our brain called the Olympic system. And Olympic system is responsible for detecting fears. It's, the, it's responsible for detecting triggers, right? So you heard of that flight or fight response, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Well, when something happens and you're triggered, the Olympic system is like, bro, we ain't got time to process if this is safe or not safe. We ain't got time to process if we can take this dude or not. It's time to jet, you know what I'm saying? It's time to go, right? So that same thing, that same thing, that's, so that same flight or flight thing is happening in our dreams. You know what I'm saying? The Olympic system is triggered by our own dreams. Sometimes we trigger ourselves. Sometimes, so, 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 imagine, so imagine somebody, uh, uh, walk, you walk into a room, you walk into a room and you just get really, really uncomfortable. And without even acknowledging what's making you uncomfortable, you just walk out of the room because you're like, bro, I just didn't feel safe there, right? Yeah. Our, our dreams do that to us. Think about it. Sometimes we come up with ideas. We get triggered by something, whether it's doubt, insecurities, right? Fear, who knows? Before we even identify what's really the threat in our mind, before we even identify what's really got us feeling some kind of way, we abort ship of our own dream. <laughs> of our own dream. So sometimes, so sometimes our dreams can be so scary, they can intimidate, they can, they can, they can literally frighten us. So think about somebody who wants to lose a bunch of weight. They dream of being slim and trim and fit, 
they start they, they start thinking about what they're gonna have to do to do that, and they just like, nope, I'm about to go to KFC right now. I'm going to get one of those <laughs> chicken sandwiches right now. Versus thinking to themselves like, what's got me so upset? Why am I so why am I so triggered? Why am I so why am I so afraid? And not realizing, hey, maybe you didn't lose a bunch of weight before, but you did lose some weight. Last time you tried this, you lost 10 pounds. That's the highlight reel. They don't even recognize the highlight reel. And we know about Shreddy, but last thing they did in their highlight reel, they lost 10 pounds. But now they just so afraid that they get shook up. And they don't even recognize that. So, man, I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but that's dreams can scare people half to death, man. But if you're courageous enough to dream, you can do something incredible with your, incredible with your life that will impact the lives of other people. How important was basketball in terms of you pursuing your passions and your it purpose? Every, it was everything. One of the big things, one of the big things with uh, finding your purpose is sampling. Sampling, right? Like, like you go sample a bunch of, you know, things to eat for your wedding, you know, sample or whatever. You got to sample the different, different experiences in life. Because by doing that, you are made aware of, you know, areas in life where you're confident, where you're competent, areas in your life where you might be above average, areas in your life where you might be elite. You know what I'm saying? You discover what you love. You discover what you hate. You know what I'm saying? So you need to sample life. There are eight forms of intelligence. There are eight, I'm sorry, there are nine forms of intelligence, nine forms of intelligence. Um, let me see if I can list them off really fast. You have linguistic, you have uh, logical, you have interpersonal, intrapersonal, you have naturalist, you have spatial, you have kinesthetic, you have, um, I want to say mathematical. I think that's one. I think mathematical is one. And um, ex existential, existential. And that's kind of being life smart, you know what I'm saying? But here's, here's the thing. If there, we all possess all nine forms of intelligence, right? All nine forms of intelligence, we possess them all. But some forms of intelligence are higher than others, right? So in order for you to discover of these nine frames of mind, these nine frames of intelligence, these nine frames of genius that we all possess, that I possess, that you possess, the only way to really figure out which of these areas of, of genius where you excel, you have to sample life. You got to do some things. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So for me personally, if I didn't do basketball, I would have never learned that um, I, I'm, 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 I, I, got, I understand people well. I've got good interpersonal awareness. I understand people well. When you're training kids and kids come to the gym and they don't feel like training, you're going to pick up on that, right? When, when kids had a, a, a kind of an argument with their parents and they come into the gym, you got to pick up on that. Because now when this kid doesn't want to do the drill, you got you can't take that personal. You got to realize that kid had a, has a problem with their parents, and now I'm I'm a part of it. So now I can't then hammer on the kid because they're in the they're in the bad space because of what they're talking about with their parents. So what I got to do is I got to see that this kid is struggling. I got to build him up. I got to make him laugh. I got to compliment him so that he'll or she will you know, have fun as she's getting better. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So through basketball training, I learned a lot about my ability. I learned about my ability to read other people. I also learned my ability to um, 
intrapersonal awareness. I know myself well, right? So as a, as a basketball trainer, I had to start being aware of myself. I can't, I can't let my argument with my wife impact my work, okay? Mm-hmm. Or when, I, when a kid is pissing me off, I just can't be like, okay, the kid pissing me off. I don't like that kid. No, no. Why is he pissing you off, Mar? Why is this kid pissing you off? Because he doesn't work hard? You don't like kids that don't work hard. Why don't you like kids that don't work hard? Because you are a role player. You were a role player. And the only way you were going to get on the floor is if you worked hard. So now anytime you see somebody who doesn't work hard, you got a problem with them. You dig what I'm saying? So it's these things that I had to learn about myself so that I can do my job. Now when I see a kid who don't want to work hard, I give him a couple prep, I give him a couple pep talks. Hey man, you got this, man. Let's get giddy up. After I see you don't want to work hard, I'm done. I'm, I'm not gonna kick you out the gym, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna waste I'm not gonna waste my time on you. I'm gonna get that bread. I'm gonna get that bread, but I'm not gonna waste my time on you. But I know, I know myself right. well enough to know what my limits are and how far I'll go for another uh, somebody else's child. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. It's, through basketball, I learned, and then again, I started giving these pep talks. These pep talks are what led to, you know, a little speaking engagement here, a little speaking engagement there. Now I'm on the stage. Now I'm work. Now I'm for this company. Now I'm at this school. Now I'm at this university speaking. But it all started with a little pep talk before games, a little pep talk before practice, a little pep talk. You see what I'm saying? If right. I don't train basketball players, I never. Dis- when do I discover my ability to? To speak, I don't, I'm not saying I, I'm an awesome speaker, but I I'm not afraid to get on the mic and give you my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So again, if I don't train basketball players, I never ever get to a place where I recognize all these things about myself that are critical to my identity, that are critical to my purpose, that are critical to all the people that I intend to help and and, and add value to. And so, um, so yeah, man, if again, sampling, sampling, getting out there, doing different things, uh, being curious, um, and being active, that's what inevitably leads you toward, uh, your calling in life, your vocation, the thing that you can't not do. Man, look, let me take this. First of all, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate the conversation, it was an honor to have you on this platform. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate you, man. And I will say, whether you wanna say it or not, you are an awesome speaker. I really enjoyed the podcast. I'm following and I'm a huge fan of what you're doing and I'm gonna continue to listen. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Anytime you wanna connect, man, uh, I could talk purpose all day, man. So anytime, if you if you, if you need a guest and ain't, and ain't nobody hollering at you, then you say, I, I just called him Marv. <laughs> I know he ain't doing nothing. And, and uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be more than happy to just continue the conversation because I feel like uh, so many people they don't even know that they're missing it. They don't even know that they're missing it. But if they had a purpose in their life, and sometimes your purpose is tied to the way you make your money. And sometimes mm-hmm. you make your money, and it has nothing to do with your purpose except for that money that you make allows you to fulfill your purpose outside of work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's the difference between my purpose is to do this podcast. Or it's the difference between I work at the plant and it gives me the money to invest in my podcast. And I use my podcast to, you know, shed light on people that I think are doing cool things in the community. Now, all these people are 
are shining and, and, and benefiting because you fulfilled your purpose. It may not give you any money. It may not give you any money whatsoever, but you are able to add value to people's lives. And you'd be like, you know what? If I make money at Ford, but then I add value to people's lives, I don't get paid for it. I'm, I'm rich. I'm rich. And so my goal was to make sure that people figure out what their purpose is so that, you know, they can live a rich and prosper, a prosperous life where they're helping themselves out, helping their families out, helping out their community, but also helping out whatever industry they're involved in. So uh, again, thank you for the opportunity to, to connect. And anytime you want to rap, you already know, just holler at me and we, we can get it popping. Definitely. Make sure we, before we, before we leave, make sure you tell the people how they can follow you. Oh, so first of all, MarfoxJr.com. MarfoxJr.com. Uh, my, 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 you can find my website on there. You can find, I have my book. You can find uh, my, my purpose recognition sessions. My, like my, I give a, a free purpose recognition session for any, to anybody. Um, a free conversation for an hour where we talk and in hopes that I can help people discover their purpose. I mean, you can find everything you want on my website. And then if you go on social media, the main account that I do the most work on is uh, my uh, Instagram. And that's Marv Fox Jr. Underscore purpose underscore recognition. Marv Fox Jr. Underscore purpose underscore recognition. And if you put Marv Fox Jr., I should pop up at that point. Definitely. Again, man, thank you. Um, you're doing a lot of great work out here. And appreciate you. I appreciate you being on my platform and all the best for what you're doing. Thank you, man. Hey, same same to you, man. Let's let's, let's keep working. Let's keep moving and uh let's see what we can uh do while we got this this time on earth, man. Definitely, brother. Uh, I want to take every I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You all have a great day. Right.